Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Welcome to episode seven of Formerly Dr. Oblivious, now called In My Way podcast. I am your host, Brian Geller, DC chiropractor, coming at you live from Buffalo, New York, out of my car. Uh, so that's why the sound quality is a little, uh, little shoddy right now. But you'll notice I've put a little more money into this podcast. I bought some new cables. I finally bought a mixer. So the overall quality of the podcast is no longer garbage. Uh, firstly, I want to thank everybody for showing uh, support over the past year, over 2019. I decided to start a podcast with, uh, with little to no direction. Uh, and uh, very little investment into a couple of shitty microphones off Amazon, and I put out six episodes. Uh, I made some some new friends, uh, you know, got to talk with a lot of people, and 2020 is going to be the year where I do this a little more frequently. My goal is to pump out one to two episodes per month, um, and I'm going to really stick with that and um, really get out of my comfort zone here and actually put in the work this time around, so... Uh, today's episode is going to be with Carly Skarpinski from uh, Mustache Fitness and Barbell again. I figured what better way than to rekindle the podcast than with the last guest that I spoke with uh, a couple months ago in September. So since I last recorded, um, I got married uh, to my wonderful wife, Gina, which you guys have heard on previous episodes, which you will not hear on this episode uh, today. Uh, we adopted another dog. Check my Instagram. You'll see a bunch of photos of the idiot. Um, and I just, overall, I think I got a little lazy with the podcast. and I just wasn't overly thrilled with uh, the direction that it was going. And I wanted some changes. And I, I didn't really didn't know what I wanted to do. And one day I decided to start investing in a little more equipment and start reaching out to people and reaching out to uh, sponsors and Again, just really, really getting out of my comfort zone for the year and uh, for this podcast. And um, I've got some higher hopes this time around. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'll die off in a couple months or maybe I'll actually stick through it. Uh, so a couple of new things to look forward to. One, obviously, is the sound quality. Uh, some new guests. Um, I'm going to run this the way I really want to do it with whatever I want, with the guests that I want, with whatever direction I want to take it in. It's going to be pretty similar I'm going to be talking to um, a lot of people still in the uh, health and fitness industry and uh, weightlifters, powerlifters, uh, business owners, massage therapists, whoever I could find, whoever I want to talk to. Um, and I've got some interesting people on my list. So hopefully throughout the year, you guys will see these people pop up. Uh, also, another thing that I'm going to try to start adding at the end of every episode, I want to add a song from a band. Um, and I'm going to stick with hardcore bands because that's what I like and that's all I really know. And, um, I want to stick with local bands. I want to stick with bands that are pumping out new music. Uh, you'll hear today is a band called final declaration. I'm really sorry. The name just skipped, uh, skipped my mind for a second. Final declaration. They're out of Buffalo. It's got, uh, two of my buddies in there and a couple of other people that I'm not too familiar with, but, uh, they just put out an album called lines in the sand think that's the song name as well I say it at the end of the episode stick around it's like a minute and a half to, uh, good song so that's that's what I'll be doing I'm gonna be running this podcast um, like I did my zine uh, eight years ago nine years ago in my way fanzine which you can find copies of for free uh, on my Instagram at Brian Geller DC that's G-E-L-L-E-R-D-C and um, yeah so I'm gonna run this 
kind of like a zine. You know, I'm going to have interviews. I'm going to have some little sponsorships here and there. Today's sponsor is Underground Gym in Orchard Park, New York. Orchard Park, New York, excuse me. Uh, it's a small-ish, medium-sized, privately-owned gym uh, by a guy named Al Dunn uh, and his wife. The gym is fantastic. It is just full of really old-school, really beautiful um, bodybuilding and powerlifting equipment. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. It's a fantastic gym. There's no promos. There's no coupons, no discount codes, no frills, no bullshit. Look them up, Underground Gym in uh, Orchard Park, New York. Um, tell Al I sent you. It's a fantastic gym, and you know he's he's gonna be the first sponsor of mine. And um, I'm more than glad to give him a shout out, and show a little support to the gym that I've been at now for a couple months. And got to support your supporters. Uh, let's see what else is on the docket. Not much. Just um, enjoy the podcast, I guess. I don't know. You can find me at Brian Geller DC. You can find Carly and Mustache Fitness and Barbell um, on Instagram, Facebook, Google, at Mustache Fitness and Barbell. Honestly, I really don't even remember offhand. I'm sorry, Carly. You can look him up on Google, look him up on Instagram. Obviously, it's going to be in the Instagram post. He's all over. He's got a lot of stuff coming up. He just ran a LGBT meet uh, a couple months ago in October, November, we spoke about that last podcast. We spoke about that in today's episode uh, with the proceeds going to uh, the Pride Center of Western New York. Uh, He's got Mustache Mayhem coming up, which is a two-day super total meet consisting of weightlifting on day one and powerlifting on day two. So that's a pretty big meet. This is their third year running this Mustache Mayhem and second year that they're running this um, super total weekend. Uh, It's going to be run out of Impact Fitness Systems in Hamburg, New York, which is a gym co-run by Maggie Needham and a ton of other really, really fantastic people. So you can find all the information uh, on my Instagram, on his Instagram, um, or through Maggie's Instagram as well. Uh, He's going to be traveling a lot. He's got a lot of athletes, uh, raw nats, collegiates. Um, I think he's going to be maybe at that weightlifting AO open. Um, I don't know what else I'm missing. He's going to be in the Czech Republic for a bench-only meet. Uh, So he's going to be doing quite a bit of traveling. Every year he's just getting a little bit better. And I really, really hope to follow in his footsteps one day and just get a little bit better each and every day. Uh, We talk about a lot of stuff on this episode. One thing that I want to point out, which I'm a little insecure about, I'm not going to lie. It's the first time I recorded in a couple months, so I was very, very anxious when he came. Towards the end of the episode, my adrenaline was completely fucking drained to the point where I could barely keep my eyes open. Uh, I felt like shit. So you'll notice in the beginning, I talk and interrupt quite a bit more than I would like. I started to say, yeah, 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 a lot. and You know, just the typical episode one that I did a year ago. And then towards the end, I was just so drained of energy. Uh, But that's reality, right? I was really anxious. Um, I felt really comfortable until he came over. And then I realized, fuck, I have nothing to talk about. I haven't recorded in months. Um, So we're just going to let it roll. But I, yeah, it'll get better, right? 2020 is the year of improvement. That's what everybody's talking about on the gram. It's the year of self-care. I don't know. Take care of yourselves, I guess, right? Uh, 2020 is the year for self-improvement and self-care. I don't know. All right, I'm done preaching. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy the better quality. At Brian Geller, D-C, G-E-L-L-E-R-D-C. Support your supporters.
support mustache fitness and barbell support underground gym support your local powerlifting gym support your local hardcore band uh, that's it enjoy love you guys pretty much um not so much that i lost interest i just didn't i just wasn't motivated and i was kind of bored i don't know i mean doctor obnoxious right yeah essentially <laughs> uh doctor unmotivated doctor idiot <laughs> yeah i don't know i hated the name um i felt like i was kind of pigeonholing yeah. myself with the direction of the whole podcast so i just didn't really want to do it anymore the sound sucked so now that i have the mixers um sounds better so now i actually want to produce content um well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, better equipment will always. Like, and I just I don't want to spend give you more of a reason. Yeah, I just don't want to spend the money. And then, right before the New Year's, I was like, just fuck it. I was like, I'm gonna buy myself a mixer, some new cables and stuff. And yeah, dude, a lot of the a lot of my uh, hardcore friends on um, online are like super pumped about like your old magazine and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've actually been getting uh, pretty decent feedback again, even though it's yeah. been eight years. Um, so it's pretty cool. I was gonna talk about it in the intro to this. But now's a good time for me to humbly brag about it again. Yeah, dude, it, was, um, it looks sweet. Yeah. Especially the layout, the color scheme, the font. Everything looks really good. Yeah, I am pretty happy about that. Sorry, I'm just adjusting the volume. No, you good. Um, yeah, so it was, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, I would love to do it again. I just, I don't know if there's as much of an interest for new stuff out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. There might be. I guess we'll see where this podcast takes me again. I guess, yeah, I guess that's a direction you got to kind of kind of like look into but. yeah absolutely um so yeah right before we started so now we are recording All we right. have been uh but as i was saying you're the last person i recorded with back in september 8th i believe something mm-hmm. around then uh right before my wedding um, yeah and yeah and that, and that was the other thing is that like we got married and i just got kind of busy with that uh even though it's not really an excuse because we got married right after that podcast and then i didn't have anything else going on in my life i just yeah, like I said, I just didn't feel like recording anymore. Yeah. Um, people weren't really responding to me reaching out to them as frequently, I guess. Um, so I just, I didn't have it in me. I was just like, eh, I'll start up again later. Yeah. Um, well, it's like every new business, too. Yeah, more, I guess. I but. mean, it's, it's. Uh, I think you're reviving something that had a little bit of maybe more interest. Yeah. And now it'll be, hopefully, a better direction for you. Yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to something just put together for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you were two, two listens under beating Nate Harvey. Damn. So he was first, you were second place and then everything under that was, yeah. Uh, I guess I can't be mad losing to Nate Harvey. Yeah. I'm thinking this will be, uh, this will be my breakthrough and I'll probably make a ton of money off this episode. I think so. We'll see. So last we spoke back in September, um, you were setting up for the pride meet. Yeah, set up for the Pride meet. We had Raw Nationals. I had, I don't know if I went to Florida yet. I don't remember. Uh, I had a lot of trips um, leading up until then. I had uh, American Open Series 3 in Florida, Daytona. And then I had, I think, Raw Nationals in Chicago. Well, Lombard, Illinois. And then the Pride meet. Yeah. And I think that was really it. I think uh, then I'm kind of in a lull through the holidays, and then now it's starting to pick back up on the 18th. I think in 2020 we're already committed to 15 different places. Wow. Yeah. So let's let's take a step back. Um, so so the one thing that we were kind of promoting when you last came on was the Pride Meet. Yeah. 
Um, what was I mean? If you didn't listen to the last episode, fine. But if you are listening now, what was the pride meet? It was a great opportunity to um, expose what we do, uh, but also as an inviting culture for LGBTQ community. And when you say we, you mean mustache uh, barbell? Yeah, or? mustache fitness and barbell. Yeah. Um, and I guess like I say we as like you know I don't really consider myself mustache fitness and barbell. Right. I guess like. I consider everyone a part of uh, what we do between yeah. Matt, I, Leah, Zach, um, you know, as a team, and then everyone else. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't ever really consider it me, but uh, but anyways, um, it was super awesome. It was a great event. Um, we had a great time. I think everyone that participated had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the energy was high. It was really high. Yeah. Uh, we, we were yeah, there, you, yeah. Yeah. I forgot you guys we, we were there uh, came by. Little, yeah. We were there for, for like an hour, hour and a half. And yeah. it was, it was like nonstop. Uh, yeah. And it, commotion. I mean, you weren't there for the last meet we ran in house. No. Gina was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was probably more packed. I mean, we took a picture with about everyone there, maybe losing, maybe like 10% of the people. Um, and it was awesome uh, to see that kind of turn out for a great cause. And raising close to a thousand dollars for the Pride Center, yeah, uh, was awesome. So, so the money goes to a local LGBT uh, center in Buffalo. How many people signed up for the meet? Uh, I think we had, uh, including dropouts, thirty five. Yeah, thirty five people. That's not bad at all. No, I mean, and a I, lot I of first time lifters too. A lot of first time. Um, how should I say, uh, very rookie level yeah, lifters. Yeah. And we had some also uh, some great uh, level competition as well. I mean, some people who were really fucking strong. So, yeah. I mean, um, it was a great event overall. I think it was just super inviting for everyone. Uh, I think it created, what's a good way of saying it, uh, uh, exactly what I wanted in the sense of exposing what powerlifting really is and what it can be. You know, it's changed over the years. I mean, we talked about that last time where over the years, the kind of culture has changed from, you know, just being a more West Side conjugate style to now everyone and their grandmothers are, you know, trying to compete powerlifting. And it's switched from, you know, multiplied, single ply to more raw style. Um, And just, I think, more aesthetically inviting i guess is a good way of saying yeah it, it doesn't you know Absolutely. you don't have to have <laughs> you don't have lots to of tattoos person. a big person yeah. you know you, you don't have to look quote unquote yeah. look the part to to compete in something like that and i think that's also become more open and accepted yeah. and i think um the way that at least we run our meets mm-hmm. uh, um we've created uh, an opportunity for people to just see what it's like and i think that rookie meet you know especially the pride charity meet uh was a great way to expose that yeah i i kind of going back to what you're saying like the whole aesthetic i think usapl has a huge part in that that they've absolutely i mean they've kind of revived the raw scene but then they've also revived like look how small these people are and look how fucking strong they are yeah i think Um, when you're looking for really good overall talent, you know, a lot of other federations are, you know, non-drug tested, non-drug tested mm-hmm. or drug tested. Um, the level of competition might be as high as USAPL, but the depth isn't as yeah. good of competition for that. And I think the way that they market themselves, I think, you know, in good or bad, you know, has really brought a lot of exposure too. Yeah. They really highlight a lot of their best athletes. They really love their best athletes. Yeah. Um, I, do you feel like it's a little too much? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I 1000% think that it's, oh, they almost like it too much. Yeah. You know, where I think they're, 
wanting their best athletes to make sure that they still are consistently doing well. And, and I think I don't want to say that that's good or bad. You know, I want everyone to be on an even level playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they definitely love, you know, their uh, Heather Connors of the world. Yeah. Their um, Russell Orhees of the world. Oh, yeah. You know, the people who look fit the part of kind of what the mold they're looking for. And to be fair, I mean, they have also some of the largest followings. Yeah. So that also helps uh, in that regard, too. That it's kind of like, you know, we'll help you if you help us kind of deal. Yeah. Is it safe to say the USAPL is looking for, how do I say this? Like the, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without getting somebody into trouble. <laughs> I kind of want to make a comparison uh, to Nazi Germany, but I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't compete with them, so, but Gina will be. So I'd rather, <laughs> somebody will hear this and then report me, so I. I won't say anything. Uh, but going back to the Pride Meet, so that was an overall really big success. It was. Um, it, again, I think it crossed off all of the um, benchmarks I had yeah. for what I was looking for for the meet. Is that something you'd want to do again this year? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think I I don't think I want to work with the Pride Center necessarily mm-hmm. again, but I'd like to work with a different organization yeah. uh, along the same lines. And yeah. someone I think can make a more direct impact on the people, mm-hmm. not just the, um, you know, the umbrella uh, aspect of the right. LGBTQ community. Now, why did you want to specifically work with the LGBT community? I know mustache is a pretty, I mean, we, you guys have a pretty big like gay community in the gym. Yes, or we do. I don't say community, um, but uh, presence, I guess. You yes, know? we do. Well, we yeah. have a very large presence. And, Honestly, I think that's probably why. Yeah. I, you know, if they're giving me all that they can right. in the gym, this is, you know, at least the very least that I can do for um, their slash our community. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. No, it's cool because, um, yeah, like you were saying, stuff like that just doesn't really happen as much, you know, especially no, in the doesn't. climate that we're in. Um, it's nice to have kind of like a platform, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't want to sound like I'm trivializing the LGBT community and saying like, oh yeah, they need a, you know, a voice too. No. But yeah, it's, but in the straight sports, nice. in the straight sports, it hasn't really, uh, it's a little taboo. It's, yeah. It hasn't really reached. It's, I think, uh, I don't even know if you would call it a peak, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's talked about as much as it should be, yeah. you know? And I think it's, I don't want to say it's shunned, um, at it's all, taboo. but it's, yeah, yeah definitely, it's definitely, definitely more taboo. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but it's, you know, it's nice. It was a yeah. really nice turnout and, Energy was really high. And yeah. People definitely it was had a lot great. Of fun. Yeah, it was definitely great. And uh, we would definitely look forward to doing something like that again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's definitely on our calendars to do it somewhere between August, October and August, or excuse me, October and December. So yeah. somewhere right around that, uh, right after Raw Nationals type deal. So after the Pride meet, what happens next? Or like, what, what was your next? Uh, well, Raw Nationals was before the Pride meet. And then. Um, yeah, that's right, Raw Nationals. Yeah, actually, uh, Pride Meet was actually our last, last, yeah, last event that we ran. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think. I, oh, uh, LG competed in in the Tom Brown, so I did have something else going on. What's that, Tom Brown? Uh, it was like an RPS push pull meet. Oh, okay. Um, that he did in Utica, um, and then after that, that was it. So I didn't really have anything else going on. Yeah. Uh, after that, so uh, Raw Nationals was the other big one, and now. The other big ones, Mustache Mayhem coming up, and then the Arnold. 
How many people do you have at Raw Nats? We had a team of 15. Is that the most people you brought out to a meet? Most people I've brought to a national level meet, yeah. Yeah. How'd everybody do? Uh, it was uh, the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah. Um, it was some pretty, pretty large uh, increases for, for some people. Great, really good placing. This was probably the best meet that we had. Um, what's a good way of saying it? Um, uh, placing wise, so okay. we had uh, a first place finish. We had who was uh, that? That was Kelly Gibson. Okay, uh, Kelly Gibson Bateman placed first in uh, the seventy two M twos. Actually, she's competing in January to try to break the American squat record uh, in USAPL slash IPF. I'd have to look at mm-hmm. the IPF number. Um, Do you remember what your stats were from this meet? I know every meet you always post. I do. Um, increases and whatnot. I don't think I I have it saved, uh, but I don't remember off the top of my head um, because I got a new phone. So yeah. I don't have the file on my phone anymore. That's fine. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the stats were pretty good. I think we averaged about um, 6.89 uh, out of 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, we averaged, I think, a 25-kilo total PR. Wow. Uh, that was, you know, we had, unfortunately, one, one bomb out. Uh, that I didn't really put into that equation. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, we had a guy go a uh, four for nine and do f- 60 kilos less, 40 kilos less than his best less. ever. Yeah, he, he didn't have a good day. Is he um, somebody who lifts at the gym? Yeah. Somebody we won't talk about? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, do I, I, I <laughs> he know. Knows, he knows who he is. Do I know who if they are? If he's listening to this yeah. right now, he knows exactly who I'm talking about. Do I know who they are? Yes. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, his name is Gage Faye. Okay, um, <laughs> I know Gage. But uh, after that, damn, no, what I mean, the fuck, Gage? Right, Come on, man. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, I actually, I want to go back to branching off Gage. I want to talk about Lindsay in a little bit, but that's yeah later. Um, no, man. I mean, they everyone else did exceptionally well. Lindsay yeah. placed fourth or fifth in the juniors. I think it was fifth. Yeah. Fifth in the juniors. She podium finished. Uh, Kelly finished first. Britt finished second in the fifty-seven kilo open class. Uh, last year at nationals, she went eighth. This year she went second, yeah, uh, tying her best ever total PR. Um, we Jeez. took a chance at tying for first uh, because we were going to win on body weight, and then we were going to force Christina to try to pull more. Christina had Jesus Christ, and Christina had a hell of a day. Um, it was amazing to watch this girl go. I think she saw a seventeen and a half kilo total PR in a national wow. level meet, so and just going under forty pounds or so. Yeah, it's it was incredible. Um, and then who else uh, placed in the top? Um, there was someone else that placed in the top five. Oh, Chaz placed. I was going to say Chaz. Chaz placed yeah. in the top five, um, and then we had a lot of top ten finishes, uh, which were really cool. Michelle Cornwell, I think, finished in the top yeah. ten, um, and then we had. Uh, I handled. Now she's a client of mine, but at the time I handled um, a girl named Mackenzie mm-hmm. Hoven, and. Uh, so I had three super heavyweights, almost totaling each one of them, almost totaled five hundred kilos. Wow! So what, what is this? Uh, 15, 15, 15? Uh I think that's closer to or eleven. 11 yeah, I think what that's am I eleven 15, and 15, change. Eleven ten or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is amazing. I think yeah. Lindsay did four ninety two and a half. Woody did four eighty five and four eighty five, and I think Mackenzie did four ninety seven. Yeah, and a half, something like that, or five oh five, something like that. Yeah. Um, so for for people who don't. That's kilos, so yeah. we're, we'll round it up. We'll say 500 kilos. 500 kilos comes out to about 11, yeah. 1,100 pound total. You take the best of three lifts, you add them up, and 
you get a, a thousand plus pounds, which is oh yeah, fantastic. It was it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that'll make one, two, three, four, six people that have coached to uh, women that have coached mm-hmm. to a thousand pounds. Yeah, uh, total or higher. That's a pretty big milestone for women. Is the yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, totaling totaling a thousand, I think it's four sixty two and a half. Yeah, I'm still um, looking for that thousand total. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just for yeah, the squat, it was it was really cool. It was a it was a great raw nationals. I felt really bad for my client that bombed out. I think there was a lot of um, unfortunate circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think the judging was uh, loose but strict um, in a sense of. I think the placement of where they're sitting is inconsistent. I think the type of thing that each ref is looking for is inconsistent, but that's also human error. So Do they have guest judges? No, okay. they all have to be national level judges. They well, don't have yeah. to be IPF judges, but they have to be national level judges, I think. Did you hear what happened to uh, Reebok Record Breaker? No, right? right? Was that yeah. Jesse Burdick's? Yeah, he Reebok shut down the meet after um, some questionable, questionable uh, judging. It, I don't know if it was so much for the judging because, I mean, obviously it was his meat, so he felt very confident about the judging, but I think it was about the trolls and the haters. And I, I think it was a mix of everything. I think, I think a, a lot watching, of people were shitting on him. I mean, it's him. the same thing that happened after Raw Nationals if you watch Heather Connor's Last Dead Lift. No, I'm not Or you watched in Russell Orhe's squat. You know, yeah. he almost bombed out on squats when he's supposed to win everything. And they gave him a gift. And it was close. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so were the other two. So... You know, I I wasn't there. I'm not judging, so I can't really right. comment on it. But if you caught, what's his name? Kaler, Kara Kaler Willem. Willem. Yeah. I mean, he had a soft, lift, right? Uh, it was pretty soft. It was yeah, uh, interesting. And to uh, say the least. was he the one who's just like, he's like, if everybody agrees that it was kind of soft, he's like, I just want to. Somebody did recently. Somebody, uh, they're not using that as their total. Or yeah. part of their total. Somebody was just I mean, like, "You're right. I don't agree with it either. It looked like shit." Yeah, I mean, it's. It, but again, that's human error. Yeah. You know, can you blame the lifter for that? No. I mean, that's just. Yeah. What the judges said that day. So uh, again, there's always going to be internet trolls for everything. You know, there could be internet. I mean, look at re- what just happened yesterday with all the internet trolls on what happened between the Patriots and what happened between the Bills. Uh, they're going to talk gonna about be, somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be trolling both of those teams for <clears throat> you know months to come. Yeah. So the fuck happened to the Bills, man. <laughs> Bad strength coach. That's what it was. Yeah, that's exactly. They weren't was. utilizing conjugate correctly, and they all <laughs> fucked up. And yeah, that's um, that's about it. <laughs> what was I going to say? What was programming like for your athletes for raw nats? Because this was the most people you've brought with you, or the most yeah. lifters. So were you were you kind of nervous? Were you just like because now you have a bigger spotlight on you, right? Yeah, you've got absolutely. Um, you know, the more national level lifters that you have, the more spotlight that's on right. you. Um, the more I think fine detail has to go into it um i think for the most part i was pretty happy with everyone's prep um you know i think leah kiblin's prep um was probably a little inconsistent post july um just i I think we competed too much that year yeah now we're in a rebuilding stage so we're we're actually doing really well right now Mm -hmm. uh, where we're in a rebuilding stage i think she just too many meets uh, from October yeah. to October, and but she, she's always been the type to kind of take it a little, a little more than she needs to sometimes, right? No, not not, not in a bad way, but she's no, her not necessarily. High. She likes to keep the intensity yeah, on, yeah. which is which is great. I mean, she's been a, an aerobic athlete, so her recovery is really high, and right. she's a lighter lifter, so recovery is even higher. Yeah. Um, 
But I think one thing, if I can self-reflect, I always self-reflect after every meet, and I realize that recovery is so individualized. Right. Like, it's so crazy to me. Like, now, like, we have Arnold Prep coming up for a lot of... Yeah. Uh, When's Woody, that? Is that March? Woody, Jeff, and Britt. Um, that's in March 6th, 7th, okay. 8th, I think, something yeah. like that. Um, but it's so crazy. The recovery is insane how it's so individualistic. Right. Um, you know, like, I've had to put people on... Um, 10 day, 12 day cycles, mm-hmm. you know, and we, I just recently had these conversations where taking extra rest days or taking down the intensity, uh, to just recover, to get to the next training session. Um, you know, it, it's become, you know, the more people that you have, the more that you realize like that the rest periods and rest days in between yeah. have to be, it, it's not even the amount of volume. It could just be intensity, right. intensity or volume. Um, and, and not even accessory, just like barbell lifting, you know, yeah. and how sore you are. And plus the holidays with the lifestyle that goes mm-hmm. on in there. It's so it's so interesting. Um, but going back to your question about uh, prepping for uh, raw nats, I was super pumped about everyone's yeah. prep. Um, everyone made ridiculous progress. And I don't know if it's just like their mind was in it more, you know, because there's more at stake. And yeah. everything is like... Uh, amplified in that sense like we need to make sure that we're in there we need to make sure we get our days in every rep counts like those kind of things really matter yeah um but yeah quite honestly i i i wouldn't have treated it any differently mm-hmm. um i would have treated every single person the way that we did i would have treated it the same i i don't think um the programming wise like we had any sort of um issues with that i think more than anything else, it's uh, the self-reflecting aspect is just making sure everyone's recovered enough, but also training hard enough. It's that fine line that we're all trying to right. find. The how hard can you train without being crushed? Yeah. Uh, by the time you get to your next block, you know what the intensity level is like and how far you want to push it. Right. We don't want to overreach too far. Just far where you just yeah. you know fire your CNS is fucked. Yeah. And you have to go into you know a new block of training even after Delo, and you're still like trying to recover from yeah. that next from that last block. And about, you know yeah. a lot of it you could also say age too, right? But Chaz recovers almost better than anyone. I was gonna say Chaz, he's what sixty sixty five six yeah turning sixty six. He's either sixty five turning sixty six or sixty four turning sixty five. So mid sixties. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll say average age of sixty five, and. Um, I mean, when when I was still at Mustache, he would be there morning till night. It seemed like he would just live for like two hours. Yeah, I mean, even now that we've gone a different direction, yeah. for the for the next year. Um, but he's always kept his intensity. What seems like fairly yeah, he moderate tries to, to push high. it. You know, in our conversation post nationals, um, you know, is more about getting in the work that you can. You yeah. know, especially going through treatment and, um, you know, taking down the intensity level yeah. with with goals and and just training in general, uh, we've really tried to work on making sure it's just about getting in the work that you right. can and not overreaching too just much. Just minimal towards. effective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it seemed to be paying off. I mean, he just hit like I think three sets of six on deadlifts at one seventy kilos and like yeah. <laughs> felt really good at so. one seventy. Yeah. So is that three sixty ish or something? Three seventy five. Yeah. It's not bad at all. No, for a sixty-five-year-old man. man doing it's three not sets bad of six, at all. like yeah. going through treatment. Like, I, yeah. I mean, when you say treatment, we're talking prostate. Uh, we're talking cancer treatment. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just okay. Um, he's he's somebody I actually just talked to. I don't want to say recently, recently, but um, in the past few months about getting him here and talking about everything that's been going on. And yeah, he's been pretty open about everything. I don't I don't want to get too much into it without his um, 
without his approval, but he's he's going through just a fucking whirlwind of life is, right now. He is very um he's very thankful. Yeah. Um he is very humbled, I yeah. think, by all the support that he has gotten. And, you know, uh, Team Chaz and Team Stash have yeah. really come together uh, to help him through all of the process post-nationals. Yeah. And um, we're thankful he's around. Yeah. If, if, um, we're thankful that he's doing as well as he can, Yeah, uh, given all the circumstances. For those so. who know, no. For those who don't, one day maybe. But, yeah. Um, um, but he's... He's been a beam of light, and uh, everyone is appreciative that he's yeah. here. Yeah. It's nice to give him a hug at the Pride meet. Absolutely. Uh, got emotional now. Um, all right. So going back to recovery, yeah. we were kind of talking about that. You know, everybody kind of recovers differently. What is it? Do you have a go-to? or I mean, like you said, it's 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 case-to-case dependent, but yeah. um, th- there's this um, – I don't know, like there, there's this huge shift that I feel like people are chasing recovery more than they are chasing progress. You know, recovery is progress for some people. The more you can recover and um, it, it just seems like more and more people are talking about a lot of lifters on Instagram are always talking about recovery and there's, uh, you know, we've gone far away from foam rolling, right? Foam rolling yeah. and stretching were like the only two things, any the, the only two means of recovery. And, yeah. um, and I see that, you know, I get a good, amount of lifters that come to my office and stuff and it's always about recovery recovery and it's yeah. just like at what point do you overdo it you know and then you just you're just not ready because you you need to be beat up you yeah, know if you absolutely. read if you read any book about lifting it's just like you you you, you kind of have to create that damage you have to be sore and beat up yeah um yeah i mean if you go back as far as uh Science and Practice of Strength Training by Verkashansky. He talks about like the super compensation phase where it's like you have to be overtrained for mm-hmm. you to take a little time for you to come back even stronger. Absolutely. I I think you're 1,000% right that the shift has changed. And, yeah. and you know, I think a big uh, cheerleader for that, as much as I don't like a lot of what he does, I think Mark Bell has been a big proponent of that. You know, yeah. he just put up recently uh, one of his old videos about fuck your elbow. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. you know, you don't realize that a lot of that is just your CNS is fried and mm-hmm. you just can't do things. But I think mostly for everyone uh, that I coach, we're always striving for optimal performance. Yeah. So what is optimal performance? Ask right? Louis like, Simmons. <laughs> he always says don't train I, maximally, train optimally. I don't think I'll ask him. But, okay. Um, I'll ask him for you. <laughs> Just email me what he says. You got it. it I can tell you exactly email? what he's going to say. Does what? he use the email? Does he know how to use no. the computer? No, he has people doing that for him. Oh, okay. But he'll I say, if you ask me, he goes, you don't train maximally, you don't train minimally, you train optimally. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, to a certain degree, it is. So what you're and saying is he's right. I'm saying he's not incorrect. So he's right. <laughs> I will not admit that. All right, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> he's right. Um. But, no, I think it's a fine balance. I also think it takes a lot of Mm self-reflection. I think you have to know, are you being a bitch or are you understanding where your body is? Yeah. And I think that's a fine line that everyone's trying to find. But I think the more that you're lifting, the more that you realize, okay, I can work through something like this. The first time around, right, it it sucks. Like, you you don't understand, especially if you're not, if you're first coming into powerlifting or strength training in general, you don't understand what your body's supposed to go through. You, right. don't, you don't get it. If your first prep, your first year of prepping, like it's still all fresh to you. And mm-hmm. then you realize all of these typical things that are supposed to happen. My body's supposed to feel beat up. I'm supposed to be getting fatigued. But 
when is it dumb to keep going? And I think that's the fine line that, honestly, it's just boiled down to communication. Right. Now, like do, if, you, do you feel like you have a good gauge? Uh, or, yeah, like a good gauge on gauging athletes? Absolutely. Yeah. Like yesterday, um, Britt was struggling yesterday with a squat, and I said, shut it down. It's not yeah. worth it. Like, you're struggling with a weight that you should be doing for at least four to five, mm-hmm. and you're not doing that. So there's clearly something wrong. Shut yeah. it down. Came back today. Did exponentially better. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like we have those conversations in-house or I have them with remote athletes. Like, hey, I'm struggling. This doesn't feel right. Just tell me. And we have to understand like, okay, either take the percentage down or if we can't take the percentage down, take another day off mm-hmm. and then get the work in. If a five-day week or four-day uh, week, week in quotations, uh, program takes you seven days, eight days, nine days, yeah. we're getting in the work. If that means that a block of training takes, well, that's supposed to be written up for four weeks or three weeks, and it takes a little bit longer than that, I'd rather get the amount of work in and recover optimally, but also get enough work in to where uh, we're pushing that limit. Yeah. And a lot of that has come from, again, just communication. You know, it, it, I need to know what's going on, how you're feeling. If something, you know, like, if something's a sharp shooting pain, clearly don't work through a sharp shooting mm-hmm. pain. If something's just my body feels tired, okay, well, wake wake your ass up, yeah. get to training. Um, if it's something that's feeling like something's not firing correctly, okay, you need to go see a specialist, um, and so on and so forth. So yeah. I think there's a way of communicating the issues, but also understanding that there needs to be a line of you need to work through this, and this is too too much for me to handle at that certain time. I either need to take another day off or I need to take the percentage down accordingly. Yeah. Uh, what would you, I guess, what advice would you give like newer lifters? You know, you said if you feel certain thing, you know, <laughs> newer lifters, how new are we talking? Let's say the past, you know, a year of one to two years, we'll say a very beginner. One to two lifter. Years, I think that what should they be looking for? If they're, you need, you need to train hard. Yeah. If you're in a one to two year phase. But what about overtraining? Everybody's overtrained. Mm. I don't necessarily know if a one to two year athlete could overtrain yeah. in that sense. Like if you're fresh into strength training one to two years, I don't know if your body understands what overtraining is mm-hmm. unless you're just being an idiot and you're in the gym for eight hours a day. Um, but I don't necessarily know if that's, I'd have to know who the athlete is, right? right? Like um, I'm trying to think like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of one of mine. Uh, Slamba. Uh, Slamba oh, yeah. is a great, a good example of, she didn't get to her body breaking down until probably a year and a half into into training. She got strong fast. But again, like that's a yeah. You get to a point where you understand where your body's capable of, and then you realize things aren't working the same way. We need to create a better optimal performance for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, her progress was so linear. I mean, she never touched she never touched a barbell to begin with. Yeah. I mean, the girl's gonna squat four hundred pounds, deadlift close to four hundred twenty pounds. Um, bench close to 200. I God mean, damn. It's in two years' time. Yeah. Two and a half years' time. Fuck. That's Crazy. awesome. Yeah. Um, on the same path of female lifters, Lindsay. <laughs> I, I feel like right now she's kind of your, I don't know, is that safe to safe to say that she's like your like little protege coming out right now? I mean, she's she's killing it. Um, She's crushing the game. Yeah. Uh, it's, I talk to her about it a lot. I, I, I'll, like, watch her lifts on Instagram. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, 
Um, and that's I think that's what scares me the most. <laughs> you know, it, it's where I, she's so young. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the limit is. Yeah. And I think like I'm the one that's more cautious than anyone else. Right. Because. I, I don't want her to burn out. Number one. Yeah. How number old is two, she? She's she's just turned twenty. Yeah. And like, what are what are her best right now? Her best lifts. Uh, she did four ninety on the squat. Four in a meet. Or no, in a meet she did four eighty. Okay. In in the gym she did four eighty. Yeah, four seventeen or two seventeen and a half is four eighty. Yeah. Uh, she did two twenty two in the gym. Uh, failed uh two twenty seven, which is five hundred. Uh, failed five hundred in the gym. Yeah. Um, I think the weight. The number on the bar scared her. Yeah, because the way she moved four ninety was should have five hundred should have been there. Yeah, um, but I think the weight on her, the weight in her head scared mm-hmm. her more than the weight on her back. Yeah, and then I think that that got to her, um, and it was a big deal, right? I mean, we we made it. I don't want to say we made it a production in a gym, but people waited around. They wanted to watch. They wanted to make sure they could spot. You know, she, I mean, form. yeah, seeing anybody, regardless who it is, yeah. seeing them just load up. <clears throat> 500 on the bars uh, four fucking reds on it's the just bar. silly that's that's in, it's an it's an incredible feat and yeah. I, I, and you know i mean Lindsay came bring the uh, mic just a little bit closer to you Lindsay yeah. came to me uh, actually i approached gage and Lindsay. um <laughs> shout out to brendan i'll give yeah. him credit he's the one that recommended me where were they before mustache they were training at mustache i didn't okay. coach them all right all right with. and then they both had terrible meets at the first Eat right meat, eat mm-hmm. right expo meat, and um, I reached out to them after and I said, "Listen, you know, you guys could use some coaching. You know, I'm more than welcome to have you guys on the team, um, and, and you know, I would love to be in control of your uh, programming." Yeah, and um, they were both receptive to it, um, and they were both okay with it. And I still coach them to this day. And you know, the thing that starts that kind of amazes me is Lindsay's squat started at 330 pounds how long ago was that year and a half jesus yes i know she's put you know 170 160 pounds on her on a squat and body weight has maybe gone up five to seven and a half kilos yeah in a year and a half so not too much at all so not too much at all And, and it just makes me so i'm honored and proud and and super pumped for her and and she's um you know, the way that she, we've talked a lot about mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're that young, pushing that much weight, the mentality has got to be different. Right. Like, I, mean, you're, I can't you're, even imagine being that strong, that young. You're just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep going and I'll never. I don't even know if yeah. I was squatting 500 pounds at 20 years old, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I don't think I worked as hard as she did either. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and she'll be competing at collegiates? Collegiate Nats, yeah. When is that? Uh, April. All right. So uh, I got three three lifters doing collegiate nats: Jensen, Catherine, and and Lindsay. Yeah. And um, if, if there's one meet in this world that makes me feel really bad about myself, it's collegiates. <laughs> All these young kids. Yeah. When numbers. you see like a 15, 16 year old kid yeah. who just like sits down with five hundred plus, stands up, and you're just like, yeah, he's fourteen year old kid from Ohio, and I'm yeah. like, right, of course. It's or, well, it's collegiate, so it's a little bit older, I but mean, still, even yeah. Watching little Kagan. I mean, little Kagan today just lifted. 205 pounds for a double yeah pretty easily and the kids 12 years old that's um jamie's yeah jamie's Jamie's kids yeah um but no i mean going back to Lindsay, it's just i don't want to push the limits so (laughs) hard and far yeah because less so much time we went from february of 2019 to october of 2019 and her squat went from 197 kilos to 222 kilos wow and like i thought that was an, an absurd amount. 
So it's but I mean, we just let the training tell us where to go. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't try to just push that envelope and push yeah. that envelope and push that envelope. It's a lot. I, fit Fifty pounds or so. I honestly you know? just told her I was like, we'll be happy with four sixty to be honest. Yeah. And then we, and then just things started blowing up. What did you do throughout those months? Did you do just a lot of volume? I mean, she's young, so that base, that base of muscle, just has to keep growing and growing yeah. and growing. And I think that's, you know, unfortunately, you know, a problem with some lifters you know mm-hmm. and they don't get that solid foundation of muscle in right once you so what i look at is you have to look at what you're doing in your gym number one what are you doing in your state number two what are you doing in your age group nationally number three and then where do you stack up in the world you yeah. know if you're pushing weight that most people aren't and you're in that top five percent mm-hmm. then yeah that's when you make minor tweaks yeah. well, other than that you gotta you gotta put in the work you gotta put in the muscle growth you have to refine that muscle, and then you have to start showcasing that muscle. Yeah. Trust the process. That's right. That's it. Hashtag trust the process. That's what the, the bills fucking did. bills they did not. <laughs> they did <laughs> not. <laughs> you know what? Even coming from a person who doesn't care about football, I don't even. I, I didn't even watch the game, but I was just keeping up with the score. God damn. I was excited, man. I was excited. It was. I yelled at one point, and Gina was like, what? And I was like, they're tied. <laughs> with like 20 seconds left, yeah. you know, right after they were down by three. Yeah. And yeah. She was I like, mean, oh, it, she's it like, was... I, I thought something actually happened. Then I was just like, the Bills might win. Not like I care, but I don't know. It's just exciting, man. I know. Yeah. yeah it's uh, it's also good for the city when the, when the sports teams do well. People are usually yeah. in a better mood. Um, I don't know. It, it was it was heartbreaking, uh, yeah. to, to say the least. It was like the best of times and the worst of times. But it's the best they've done in, what, 20 years or so? Uh, this was probably the best team we've had since 1995. Yeah. Um, I don't think our 99 team was as good as this. I don't think our – I mean, I was nine years old, so who the fuck am I to – Right. Who the fuck am I to tell people yeah. who's better? Uh, but we were – since I was at least a teenager, this is by far the best team we've ever had. God bless Josh Allen. I know. That's all I could say. I know. And he takes it personally. I was reading an article today of, like, you know, uh, he was – and I, I feel bad. I mean, Buffalo's going to rip him rip him to shreds. You think? Absolutely. What, what, For all the bonehead mistakes he made yesterday. Um, I mean, he's that's he, a, yeah, he literally I don't know plays what. like in life like Madden. He mm-hmm. just wants to try to win the fucking game. Yeah. Like, that's all he wants to do. And, like, he plays with his heart, honestly. So he tries to do everything he can physically and doesn't – I don't want to say he doesn't trust anyone else, but, like, he knows what he's capable of. So he wants to just go out there and fucking do it. Yeah. And, and it's hard to, like, take that sort of – energy and you know mindset away from him but anyways um what are your predictions for 2020 i think we'll 21 be in the playoffs again i mean yeah. if brady retires we're definitely gonna be in the playoffs again is he supposed to is that the uh, i mean that's uh, i've woke up to espn talking about it three different occasions so yeah all i can think of is yeah he might be retiring god i i'd love to live as tom brady for a day one day one day uh, you have an ugg sponsorship do i i should if you're tom brady oh right, right. i'm wearing uggs right now actually ugg slippers <laughs> Uh, but they're about ten years old, so. Um, so, yeah, Lindsay, and the Bills. Uh, where was I going from here? We've got Mustache Mayhem coming up. Yeah, that'll be a big one. This is second year. Third. Wow. Third year. Really? But yeah, this is the second super total. Second super total. Right. First year. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about that because it's obviously just getting bigger. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Steve and I had this thought. Steve Titus. Steve Titus and I had yeah. this thought, um, and I brought it up to him, and he was very receptive to it. Um, last year was a great first year for us to gain exposure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, to see if it, it, it would draw something. 
Um, I think we have doubled so far our super total athletes. So people doing both weightlifting and powerlifting. Yes, that's what a super total is. It's one day weightlifting, the next day powerlifting. Yep. And some events are both in the same day. Right. The way we run it, we run it one uh, weightlifting on Saturday or day one and then uh, – Powerlifting. I mean, that's how they used to do it back in like seventies and so they used to also do like a bodybuilding and powerlifting show same day. Yeah. So, and um, he was really receptive to it. Uh, I think my short sightedness, uh, unfortunately, the way that I thought about it, I already had the sanction in for a Saturday, so I couldn't mm-hmm. change it to a Sunday. Um, but he was okay with running it on a Friday night event. Okay, is that? And what it was the, still a big success. That was last year, or this year. That last was year. last year. Yeah. This year's on Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Uh, we got a bigger crowd for him, so I think we'll have, I think, 30 to 35 weightlifting athletes, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have about 100 to 110 Holy uh, powerlifting shit. athletes. That's a long weekend. Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, if we – right now I have enough judges uh, confirmed to help me out, so that's good. Um, Steve, you know, always has his, his people all in line. Yeah. Um, so we should be in and out. It'll just be a lot all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be really cool. So we're pumped about it. Um, you know, we, we've been running, this will be the third year and we hope to keep doing it. You know, Maggie's been nothing but, uh, wonderful to work with yeah. on running, you know, getting us the space and everything like that. What does it take to run a meet like that? A lot of help. Yeah. Um, uh, you need, you need a lot of good people around you. I mean, my mom helps. My family helps. Leah's family helps. I have all of my gym pretty much spotting and loading. Yeah. Um, Maggie's gym spots and loads. Uh, Steve gym spots and loads on Saturday or for the weightlifting portion. Um, it, it just takes a lot of teamwork. You know, yeah. I talked about it last time. You know, Nate's been a godsend when it comes to helping out, um, helping run the meet. You know, he he's, I'm more of the, the brains and he's more of the fine detail. Yeah. You know, making sure all the handyman stuff is done because I'm not very handy. Right. Um, we could attest by that cubby. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's still standing. It is. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, honestly, help. If you don't have help and you don't have people uh, doing the thing, whether for pay or for free, it doesn't matter, or compensation and burritos, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, you still need a ton of fucking help. Yeah. And I can't reiterate that enough. I mean, if you think about how many athletes that are competing, how many – uh, athletes and friends are helping out, spotting and loading, judging. We probably have affiliated with Mustache close to 75 people, wow. 80 people yeah. that help out for me. And, and that's just unbelievable. You know, and, and I'm, again, like, I don't fucking like trophies. So mm-hmm. I pay people in burritos. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that I think is gaining more popularity. Mm-hmm. Um it's getting more popularity throughout, uh, I think, the country. Um, I think people are starting to dabble in both. And, you know, I think it started, uh, I was watching something. Um, I forget what championship it was. European championships uh, okay. for IPF. Wasn't the XPO? <laughs> no. You sure? Um, not on ESPN, no. ESPN3. Um, <laughs> the Ocho. Uh, it was X- ESPN3 on a Monday afternoon. Okay. I had to watch it in between patients. I was not watching that. Yeah, well, I was. <laughs> so. um, but this guy named Mart Stein or Mart Steen, mm-hmm. um, I forget what country. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna get it right. Um, Sounds German. But it was definitely European. Yeah. And Finland, maybe. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyways, um, he was a world class weightlifter. So he competed at world <laughs> championships back when Lasha broke the world record. 
uh, I think for just clean and jerk. And it was like, it was literally when the Iranians were literally like screaming at him because the, I think it was Salimi's last meet uh, ever. And um, they were, uh, you could hear it on the TV. They were making noise with bells, screaming oh, at him. Oh, to fuck him up. Yeah, to fuck yeah. him up. And that's not, that's unheard of in weightlifting. Like, right. Weightlifting meets are quiet. quiet. Yeah. Like there is nothing going on besides house music and quiet. Yeah. Like that's it. And I remember watching that guy. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to clean and jerk like close to 560 pounds. Like, that's unbelievable. Jesus. And I think he screwed up his elbow, mm-hmm. um, probably from, you know, clearly weightlifting. Yeah. Uh, so now he won the world championships uh, for powerlifting. And he's now a full-time powerlifter, going to compete at Worlds this year against Ray and um, uh, who's the other big guy? Jezza. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because God, Kelly what Brennan. a fucking freak. Yeah, so that'll be really cool to watch a guy that's transitioned from, you know, just starting to full-time powerlift to who was a full-time weightlifter, yeah. world-class, like Olympic-level weightlifter. Must be nice. Yeah. Nice fucking life. So, it'll, you know, I mean, that's one person I have noticed that's competed at a high level for both, but it'll be really interesting to see if that's a trend or if someone else is doing that. I know there's right. an American who was a junior powerlifter, a teen and junior powerlifter named Preston Turner. Okay. Um, and he transitioned to be a full-time weightlifter. Um, he quit when he was like, I think, 22. Uh, I think he was a, a 120 or a 120-plus and benching like 500 pounds Jesus. as a junior. Um, and just quit and just chose weightlifting. Yeah. And now he's snatching close to like 155 as a, like a 102 athlete. Was that 330, 340-ish? 350-ish. 330. Yeah. And then cleaning and jerking close to 170. Wow. That's 375. I, I might have his numbers wrong. Right. That's a lot. It's a yeah. Lot. But again, a guy who transitioned from doing one to the other. And I don't yeah. know if you'll start to see that now, you know, that, you know, strength is strength and uh, and you have to go with what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Um, because who, a lot of. Who was it? Uh, I think it actually, I don't want to put any names to it. I was listening to a podcast probably two years ago. Fuck. I, I really want to say it was Jesse Burdick, but I really don't want to misquote somebody here. Um, or misquote the wrong person, but somebody was like, weightlifting is the biggest farce in strength. It it is not a display of strength like powerlifting is. In the sense of weightlifting is all about, like, your velocity. I don't agree. I really don't don't, agree. I I can't say I agree with that. Because some of the strongest squatters in the world are weightlifters. Right. I mean, if you watch a Chinese squat, I mean, they're 83 kilo lifters, beltless high barring. Like six hundred, yeah. close to six hundred pounds. Yeah, sitting, like just sitting it, down with it. Yeah. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. But again, I don't want to say who it was. I already did, but I, I think I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I really, really like Jesse Burdick. Yeah, but I, I don't, yeah, I can't agree with that. But, but the exact quote, or like the exact words, was like weightlifting is just a farce. Yeah, it, it's it's a farce of strength. You know, it's just it, it's not a real display of strength. It's yeah, uh, uh, I I. Yeah, if I ever I have seen Titus on there, I'll talk to him about that. But, <laughs> um, are you still coaching some weightlifters too? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. we uh, we have a decent team of weightlifters as well. Yeah, um, I think in the gym, Steve has a lot of his athletes uh, mm. lift at our gym as well. Um, so we have a pretty good stronghold of weightlifters. Um, but yeah, I coach some weightlifters as yeah. well. Um, probably close to like seven to ten, somewhere in that range. You still have any physique and bodybuilder? Yeah, actually, I, I just started training uh, one of my first ever uh, figure clients um, back again. Yeah. And I have one, one, phys- well, two physique guys, but they probably will never compete. They yeah. just train to look, look good. really good. Yeah. 
Um, kind of last topic I want to talk about since, I mean, you've been coaching now for how many years? This, I'm going into year 11. Wow. I think yeah. I started in 2009. So, yeah, I'm going into year 11. Yeah, it's 2020, isn't it? How much has changed in your methods? <laughs> um, I think as you get started, uh, to say that you know everything mm-hmm. is um, the furthest thing from the truth. Right. Um, but even, even still, now, I'm sure 11 years into it. 11 years into it, you're still always learning things. Yeah. You know, you're learning tips, techniques. And I, I think one thing that I never want to become or never want to um, uh, have in my philosophy is that my way is the only way. Right. Um, you know, I had a conversation with, with uh, actually Sarah Gabino, mm-hmm. and she she was talking to the bench handoff guy for all of the bench, all of the meets that are nationally run. So it's this guy named Eric, mm-hmm. and he... Uh, they were talking, and he was giving her advice, and I was like, "Yeah, that's great fucking advice. Like, use that." Yeah. And you know, it's something that I can't see that. Okay, maybe it'll work for you. And, and I'm always with a trial and error type uh, type deal. You know, if I'm okay with trying some things, if I notice that it's not going to work, or if it's going to be a long process, or like if we're trying something new in December and we got to meet in February and it's not working within two weeks, yeah, I'm not going to use that right away. But it's something that we can definitely implement later. Um, but yeah, you're never stu- you're, you can never have enough information. The problem is with that, you have to be able to sift through the good information with mm-hmm. the bad information. And you know, I have a, I train an old guy, and he he watches way too many YouTube videos, Ooh. and he comes in every session saying, "I watched this the yeah, other yeah, day, yeah, and I want to yeah. try it." I get those patients who come in like, "I saw this on YouTube." I go, "Don't just don't go on YouTube anymore. <laughs> yeah. Do yourself yeah. a favor and watch it." Ask me about it, but he does a good job with it. Yeah. He'll ask me first before he wants to implement it. I'll be like, I don't think that's necessarily a good idea, and here's why. Um, or I'll explain to him why that isn't what we need to do right now. Right. Um, but again, it, it's taken me this long to understand that. It's taken me, you know, ten plus years to understand mm-hmm. that. Like, not everything I do is going to work for everyone. Right. Um, but also that there's other ways of going about it, and it might work better. Or it might not, but understanding that what's going to be good information for you to use and what's going to be bad information yeah. to use. What's appropriate. That's yeah. that's the terminology I always use with patients. Yep. They always come in. They're like, well, what about this and this? I'm like, well, it's not inherently bad, but it's not appropriate for your stage of exactly you know of injury. But uh, actually what I really want to talk about was um, AI programming. It's kind <laughs> of the big thing. and It's uh, becoming bigger. Yeah. So what is AI programming? It's. It's artificial intelligence. So yeah. I think it's like you are creating your own program based on what is the weakest part and mm-hmm. strongest parts of your lift. So in essence, it's like you're pretty much your own coach and writing your own program with um, some guidance under the influence of who's writing that program. Right. Um, I know Juggernaut just uh, released... Uh, their weightlifting AI. Yeah. Uh, and they had, you know, Chadbot, and now they have RoboMax. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Clever with names, yeah, it I is. will say. Their I like marketing, Their yeah. marketing at Juggernaut is great. unbelievable. The, the, the feedback that they've been getting um, has been pretty mixed from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, don't I know, think I don't, it's I... really good for a non-elite level lifter. Okay. I, I think that the AI is a $30 a month program. That is going to be really good for someone getting into it or someone who maybe was following a generic program 
um, you know, like a like a five three one or a Texas Method program yeah. that was just following something to follow something. And now you get a little bit more specific towards what your goals are, mm-hmm. and I think it can kind of cater towards that a little bit better. Um, but it's still not going to be as good as having like either a remote coach or an in house coach. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it's something that's going to uh, get rid of coaches. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be something that's like, you know, I, I think that. Yeah, definitely not. It's not going to get rid of good coaches. What I will say is it's probably going to get rid of bad coaches um, or coaches who aren't up to par. Okay. And I think that's what. USAPL is trying to do with like all the fees that we have to pay mm-hmm. to be back there in a weight room, right? Like an average coach isn't just going to want to pay 40, you know, 50 bucks for the whole week um, if they have one athlete or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think that's going to change the dynamic a little bit. Also, I mean, for Juggernaut, you know, Juggernaut's the only one that I really know of that has AI programming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Blevins is a part of that necessarily. He was in the beginning. I, I, yeah. I think he was the. Because uh, his thing was called Skynet, right in the beginning, right. So yeah. I, th- I think he was one of the bigger influences. I'm going to assume, safely assume, that he was one of the bigger influences yeah. on them doing this automated. Absolutely, and it gives them just an opportunity to reach more people. If mm-hmm. you have, I don't know how many followers they have on Instagram, but it's probably a lot. closer to like 300,000 followers on a Instagram lot, for sure. And you can now influence so many more people without paying. I mean, I think their remote co- or their like individualized remote coaching was 229 dollars a month. But then wow. you can go from doing $229 a month to $30 a month. Holy shit. So it's like... It's expensive. I think you are going to really harness in the people who didn't want to pay for it, yeah. but maybe need a coach, and this is their way of like segueing into getting a coach. Yeah. And it could just reach more people, right? I mean, if you're training, I don't know, let's just say 100 people uh, at $229 a mm-hmm. month, I think if you're training 1,000 people at $30 a month, I think you're going to break about even. Yeah, it's and you don't bad. have any coaching to do with the $30 a month people. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they, I know they, they're always kind of tweaking the program and whatnot. A little bit, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. And not saying that they have to do no work, but the amount of work isn't so individualized for each person. Yeah. So I think it's also a little bit of a marketing tool, um, but also just another way of a stream, another streamline of income. Mm-hmm. You know, as most small businesses are always looking for that next streamline of income. Yeah. That's all we want, really. Mm-hmm. For sure. Where can people find you? They can find me on the internet, on the interweb, um, on our website, uh, on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I don't even, do people even use Facebook anymore? No, I don't. I've honestly thought about getting rid of like my business Facebook. Yeah. like You I haven't updated it in a while, right? Well, or- the problem is Instagram... I, one of the two. Either Facebook bought Instagram or Instagram bought Facebook. I think it's the other way around. I think Facebook bought Instagram. Facebook did buy, um, buy Instagram, yeah. But, like, the way that you have to do it now, like, if I post on my personal page, I can post on my business Instagram. Okay. But if I post on my only my business Instagram, I can post to the business Facebook. But if I post from my personal Instagram, I can't post on both business Instagram and business Facebook. Okay. So it's, like, weird that I have to go to, like, the other page, and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's too much work. So I haven't really posted much on the Facebook page anyways. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel like Facebook is literally just for having friends. Like yeah. that you don't see that often. It's want. for my parents. Yeah, That's what literally. It it's I, parents. I think it's for my friends and family and parents as well. Yeah. But yeah, definitely not for business anymore. I, I barely use it for business. Yeah. I barely get anyone to message me on for the business page. Everything's been uh, Instagram only. No LinkedIn. No LinkedIn. 
for the gym? No. Find them on LinkedIn. <laughs> I mean, I have a LinkedIn, but I don't yeah. think I've updated it since 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like no Snapchat. Half of LinkedIn. No yeah. TikTok. No TikTok. No TikTok. Missing out, man. I know. It's I've lot, heard. It's I've a heard lot of lost like, revenue right there. We're trying to find what the next big social media platform is. I feel like TikTok TikTok's, will die. I feel like TikTok's trying to be that next social yeah. media platform, but I don't know. I think Insta- I, I think Instagram will always be Twitter and Instagram right now have have the world dominated. Yeah, Twitter for different different fields, but I feel like Twitter's just it, porn. Is it? I, I feel like it's just. I feel like it's it's sports and porn. That's all because there, there's no restrictions. I definitely know sports. There's no Wait, restrictions there's on Twitter. Porn on Twitter. Yeah, there's no restrictions on Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I haven't in fuck eight years probably. But Twitter there's has porn on Twitter. There's everything on Twitter. Wow. Twitter has no restrictions, man. Tumblr was shut down because of all the Tumblr just turned into porn essentially. What? Yeah, that's why they shut it down. What I think that's happened? one of the reasons. Yeah. Instagram, obviously you can't. Uh no. Facebook you can and the government controls Facebook, something yeah. like I think I'm right. And um yeah, man, Twitter's like Unless you're like a radical leader, you could do or say whatever you want on. I mean, look at our president, uh, right? There's literally no fucking restrictions on I Twitter. Mean, yeah. uh, yeah. Louis Farrakhan was banned. Then he's like one of like a couple. I don't know. Whatever. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I man. did not know that. Yeah, Twitter's got everything on there. I mean, it's not black market stuff, but um, yeah, it's uh. So when is Mustache Mayhem? Uh, Mustache Mayhem is 8th and 9th of February. Are there still openings, entries? Uh, well, we're closing it off officially on the 26th. I have a couple of powerlifting, more weightlifting than anything. Um, I still have like a couple of people to sign up, but I think open entries um, for non-mustache mm-hmm. athletes are, I think, I think like four, three yeah. or four, something like that. Are you going to be at the Expo this year again? I don't think there will be an Expo this year. Really? Like an Eat Right Expo. No, I have actually a meeting. This is ironic. I have a meeting with Eat Right tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I, I don't want to. You know, publicly right, right, say right. I don't think there is, but I, chances are of it happening. I don't think there's going to be an Eat Right Expo. Yeah. But we're gonna run a Eat Right sponsored meet. Okay. Um, because I saw uh, Iron and Stone Eric. Uh, he was posting that they're doing. Yeah. A strongman so, comp. And yeah. he's, he's supposed to be coming here a couple weeks. So I'll yeah. be talking to him about that. Yeah. I think um, I think we're all running our own individual, okay. quote-unquote, eat right meat. Are you bringing anybody in this year? Uh, we're bringing in Meg Scanlon. Uh, she's a – she won the 57-kilo um, national level uh, – she won Raw Nats 57 yeah. kilos 2018 – Bumped up. She took second at Worlds in 2019. Went to 63 kilos and finished fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's in a stacked class. Um, she held, holds a lot of American records. Um, most of all of them in, I think, squat, bench, and total in the 57 kilo uh, class. She holds a squat record in the 63 kilo class. She's not touching Jen Thompson's bench, but yeah. um, at least anytime soon. Um but yeah, she holds I think four American records um, for for the so, sixty yeah. for just herself. So. so you'd be bringing her in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we'll bring her in. I think she's going to do a mindset seminar, which will be kind of cool. What's up? Uh, she's going to talk about like just oh the, like mindset. Okay, yeah, all right. Like, uh, how to go about competing, how to compete at a high level. That's cool. Uh, what to expect at a high level. 
what goes into training, how you should feel, all those things. So yeah. that'll be a little bit different of a, of a seminar than we're used to. Right, because you guys usually do like lifting. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, each year we've brought in someone different. Uh, first year we brought in two weightlifters, uh, Pomp and Alex Lee. And then mm-hmm. the next year I think we brought in Chad and Max. The year after that was Jen Thompson, or Ray, Ray Williams, Williams, then Jen Thompson. And then this year we're bringing in Mexican. Yeah. So, yeah, every year we try to do one mm-hmm. uh, seminar-ish type thing. Um, you don't want to bring Stan Efforting to talk about food? Isn't he the cooler guy? Yeah. I know him from the coolers. Yeah. He holds some record, right? He's the world's strongest bodybuilder. He's an IFBB powerlifting record holder. It's I think that's his. Builder when you're yeah. coolers. Smart dude. But he's got the vertical diet. So that's his. You uh, should bring him in. He, he was just in Buffalo recently. Was he really? Yeah, he was just at Underground uh, a couple months ago. So I, I'm, I'm not shitting on Stan Efforting. Um, Wait, why was he? He, 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 he came to do a seminar about the vertical diet. Stop. Yeah. Underground Al, the guy who, who runs yeah. uh, Underground, brought him in. What the fuck? So I, I have nothing against Stan Efforting, um, and I have nothing against people. like I, I, He's just goofy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He know, he's, he's much bigger, stronger than I'll ever be, but he's just kind of goofy. I don't know. His, but he's fucking fantastic at marketing and sales. So I'm Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm mean, talking about him. fucking coolers. Yeah. Yeah, the only cool. Uh, I forgot what his tagline was, but it was like the only cooler for whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah. But yeah, he's 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 good at what he does. I just think he's a uh, he's a little goofy. But that's what separates him from me is that uh, he squats like eight hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's literally all the only things that separate. He's got. I think yeah. he's a little tanner than you. A little bit, but I think the income's about the same. Mm-hmm. The uh, he's not the uh, Mark Bell's the meathead millionaire. You have bigger traps. I think he has bigger delts. Yeah, I agree. So February, Mustache Mayhem. Uh, so we got a lot busy year. Yeah, busy I mean, year. dude, fourteen. I mean, just yeah. Uh, January, January, we have two places to be. February, I have three places to be. March, I have three places to be. Yeah. April, I have two. Uh, then we go to the Czech Republic in May, and then I have two What's other. That, is that the bench? May. Yeah, bench bench worlds for yeah. Sarah and Kelly. And then, God, you're, you're flying all the way out to the fucking Czech Republic for a bench meet. Yeah, man. I'll turn it into a vacation. Yeah. I'll turn it into a vacation. Where, you, where is it in the Czech Republic? Uh, it's We have to fly into Prague, but it's in Pilsen. All right. Uh, which is on the border of Germany. Okay. Like it's about, like I think, 30 minutes from Germany. It's pretty cool. Honestly, yeah, so that is gonna, pretty cool. Dude, there's like, dude, I didn't realize how cheap the Czech Republic is. Like, it's insane. Like, Airbnbs are like, really nice like mm-hmm. something that would cost i don't know uh, in buffalo like three hundred dollars a night yeah is like thirty dollars there american what's the catch nothing you're in the czech republic you're I don't in the know. czech republic yeah. yes uh there's no vegetables i've heard in czech republic really yeah it's all just meat, meat. potatoes yeah um it's not the worst thing though no no um but yeah no they have like a <laughs> if you pay like i think it's ninety dollars american you get twenty thousand kilometers on the train mm-hmm and it's like, okay, well, that there there goes if we want to travel all over the place. Yeah. I mean, there there it is. Uh, I mean, ninety bucks. I mean, shit. Like, if you take two Uber rides from Buffalo to Hamburg, I'm pretty sure that's ninety dollars. I just paid fifty to go from the South Town to the city and back. Yeah. On New Year's, it's fifty bucks in Ubers. Um, and the first lady, her roof was coming off, 
so the car was fucking freezing. And she was like, the car was built like this. We're like, no car is built with the roof. The that. car was built like she, that? That's what she said. She's like, I'm sorry about the car. The roof was built like this. Or it sorry about the roof. Like the car was built. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the car was like whistling. There was yeah. air coming into the roof, and it was like 20, 30 degrees, you know. It was very cold. She's like, sorry, the car is built like this. We're like, okay. What have you, uh, what you been listening to lately, music-wise? Um... Honestly, just the same knocked loose album, <laughs> just over and over. It's really good. It is. It's really good. Mistakes um, like fractures, right? Yeah. Steve, uh, Steve Jervis and I. Yeah. Steve Jervis, uh, if if he was Swedish, um, him and I uh, talk now, uh, like I don't know, once a week. It's like, <laughs> but that's that's all we keep talking about is that album. I feel yeah. like I don't it's know. It's really it is good. it is good. But uh, twenty nineteen was was a really good year for me for music. I, I discovered a lot of new bands. A lot of um, yeah. Just a lot of newer hardcore bands, and Knock Loose was just, I never liked them, and then this album came out, and I was like, holy same. shit. Yeah. Same. Um, and I think liking this album made me appreciate their other albums a yeah, little bit Yeah, a little bit. I agree. Um, but this album was really, really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else I've been listening to. I don't know, man. A lot. Um, I don't know. A, a lot of stuff without, say a lot of, a lot more instrumental stuff. Yeah, just a lot of like um, more hip hop. I think more hip hop in 2019 than ever. Really? Yeah, just a lot, a lot of hip hop, and then knocked loose, and that was it. Interesting. Yeah, so a lot. How about you? What have you been listening to? Dude, a lot of weird shit. There's this like <clears throat> band. There's this like I don't I don't know what it's called. It's like a fan page, but not a fan page. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, Instagram page called uh, Indie Sauce. Okay. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I fucking love that. Is page. it the Beats to Chill? study to yeah pretty much that's kind of what i've been listening to for because i'm at work a lot and that's what i'll just put on dude like and not gonna lie i've been listening to harry styles from i've never direction yeah okay dude it's it's this is a a judgment really good album um but that a little bit of like i'll just edit i'm gonna edit this part out anyway so that's fine (laughs) this band called okie dokie yeah the new tame impala album comes out soon too and they've released a couple of tracks which Mm -hmm. is pretty good yeah, a lot of girly music for me, honestly. I mean, that's subjective, right? What's girly and what's not? Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm subjecting myself yeah. to it and I'm considering it. I mean, if I go to my recently played on Spotify, Knocked Loose, Rollins Band, uh, a couple of my friends actually just put out an album, a uh, band called Final Declaration, which um, this is going to be the first episode with the new podcast where I'm going to be including music at the end of each episode from local bands. Nice. Um, Who we got this week? Uh, the band's called Final Declaration. They're from Buffalo. Uh, okay. A couple of my buddies are in it. And um, so, yeah, at the end. And um, a lot of uh, a lot of the um, Griselda, like West Side Gun and nice. Benny the Butcher and stuff. So I've just been a lot, a lot of hip-hop, like I said. That's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. you know what I do want to bring up? Yeah. The new Bring Me the Horizon album. Have you listened to I, it? I don't yet? want to though. It's dude, I know you don't. <laughs> I tried. I actually did. You I You tried and you didn't like it? No, I didn't. I I I never listened to him previously and somebody that I follow on Instagram or YouTube, I don't remember. Somebody was like this is my album of the year. And I was like, "You know what? I'm mature. I'm an older kid now, right? I'll listen to it. I'll give him a chance." Cuz I the, the 2019 was my year of like re-listening to bands that I refused to listen to and I just I didn't like it. You didn't like yeah. the new one? Uh, no. I like it's my it's my it's definitely their best album since Semper Eternal, which came out in 2013. They put out I think two albums. Yeah. Uh, after that, it was, dude. It, I mean, it's progressive. I think it, they're keeping up with the times. But I don't also like progression keeping up themselves. I don't like that. You don't. I don't like progression. 
No I want things to conjugate method. I want things to stay the same. <laughs> that's it. I've strayed from the path too. I've strayed from conjugate, but that's not for here. That's for another time. I don't want to prove that you were right because oh, you're not. Louis, not Sem- right. Louis Simmons is right at the end Louis, of the day. Louis Simmons is conjugate's still right. always right. Yeah, um, yeah. 2019 was a pretty good album or a good album. Good year for music. For yeah, me. it was. There was a lot of good music that yeah. came out in 2019. Like, I, yeah. I mean, if I look back at all the albums, I, I still can't pay for music. I have this weird thing. Like, I know, I know, I know, you're giving me a look, I know, but I, I can't do it. I can't pay for a streaming why do, service. Why? I just, they don't get enough money from it, man. They don't, but uh, your gym members have to listen to ads. So what? It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. It happened, did Vinny have that account? I don't remember, but at your gym, it was always just like, yeah. For the next 30 seconds, I'm like, fuck, Sorry. come on, Carly, dude. I just pay for it, a man. fucking subscription. I set aside a certain amount of month to yeah. buy music every month, and <laughs> I can't do it. The band gets if – if Apple takes like $2 from them. Dude, fuck them. Fuck look. the music. Fuck the bands. It's all about your members. <laughs> I can't, man. Dude, ever since I've been younger, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. I've st- – like, after they got rid of LimeWire and Kazaa. Who says they got rid of Pure it? Volume. Okay, pure volume we know is dead. Yeah, pure but, volume is dead. I'm, but like, dude, I, I remember Soul finding... Seek is still out. Huh? Soul Seek? What's that? Soul Seek was it was a peer to peer. It was um for music too, but it was a little more like zip file downloads? Not necessarily. I don't but again, what are you gonna do with just a bunch of albums, right? You can't like I, I don't know. That's kind of the nice thing about having a streaming service that you just hit a radio, you put Bring Me the Horizon radio, and it just plays all that garbage. Yeah, same I with, mean music. Uh same with Pandora, <laughs> except I don't have to right. for Pandora. Pandora's trash, though. Yeah. I like Spot Pandora. I, I don't know. For them being the f- first really big streaming service, they've like they, changed though. They've changed. I don't want to give them a chance. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I pay for Spotify. They've tried I love to be it. Like Spotify, from what I understand, but they can't. No, they can't. Spotify does not pay at all. I know. I've heard. I, I've heard it takes. <laughs> it's 10, like a year. Yeah. Listens to make like minimum 10, wage. Ten thousand listens to make I think ten cents a song. Yeah, but they're it's not. But, but the musicians are not in it for the money. They're not. Necessarily, so, so but if I em. can give them more fuck of em. my money, I will. So pay for Spotify and then donate to them. On top of that, no. <laughs> what if somebody paid for your Spotify? Would you accept it? No. I can't. I live in the Stone Age. This I'm is my, this is going to be the last Stone episode age. I record now. <laughs> this is going to be my one episode of the it. year. I'm this was supposed to be your your first. rocket ship, man. I'm beyond irritated. <laughs> There are so many people out there who are so annoyed with you that you I don't pay for a streaming it. service. I can't do it. I can't pay for a streaming service. I'll pay. I will listen to Pandora for free because it's free, and I know the band still will make some money off of it. How many pairs of squat shoes do you have? One. Now. One. How many have you bought? <laughs> one, Dude, one, two, one three. pair. One pair of shoes is a year subscription right there. That's great. I, I paid pu- for Sirius. I can't publish I paid this fucking for Sirius M- XM Radio once. So you liquid. And then I told what is it? Liquid car, metal. So it's karma. Liquid. What's what's the radio station with all the metal? Liquid. I don't know. There was Alt Nation. Yeah. And That's what you were paying for. You're paying for Alt Nation. I was. Yeah, you were. You were paying to listen to Finger Eleven. <laughs> Congratulations. That's where your money went to. Is Finger Eleven. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. I'll give you that. Anything else? Oh. Can't can't think right now. Man. What's next for you? What about the magazine? Are you gonna write again? Um, I don't know. I'd like to. You know, I I would, man. That was that was. <clears throat> it was a lot of work, but it was so much fun because I learned how to create. I learned how to interview 
which I, I feel like I still don't know how to interview. I've, I'm not a journalist, but it just it took me so far out of my comfort zone. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. And it was it's what I wanted to do. It was like, you know, uh, topics I wanted to talk about, people I wanted to talk to. Um, it, it was a lot of people because I was 20 when I, first, when I put out the first one, you know, almost 10 years ago. Um, and it was all these people that I like really looked up to, you know, people that I don't necessarily look up to now, but back then I did. And I was just yeah. like, times change. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, look how fucking big they are. And they play in a band I really like. Um, so that was, I, I, I do want to do it, but I think a podcast is going to be a little bit better for me. It's more 29. It is. It is more 2020 for sure. I don't know how many people, there's one zine out there right now that I can think of. It's called snatched. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's some, I don't want to say some girl, but it's a girl from I don't know where and she's putting out uh, like this beautifully created uh, zine specifically for female weightlifters oh, wow. and she's putting out stickers and clothes and uh, pins and merch and it's just like it's so beautifully done it's so aesthetic and like it's things that I don't I, like female weightlifting for me is like the furthest thing yeah. on my priority you know on things that I can talk about I don't I don't know anything but her material is so aesthetically pleasing that I want to support that, you yeah. know, and so she, I know she's still doing that zine, um, but as far as, yeah, I, I, I would love to do it, but I, I think this podcast is going to kind of take over. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see, I got a big list of people that I want to interview. You're number one up there. Dang, I got number one. Yeah. Because um, you were the first one to agree to. Damn. So I, I got that, li- that's my goal for the year. Um, I got President Barack Obama oh. on there. Yeah. And I got Steve Titus. Uh, I got nice. I got four people on board right now. You're one. I got At least er- I'm before Barack Obama. Yeah, I wrote him six times. How did you uh, How did you land Barack Obama? I just just shot him a DM. <laughs> he was like, "Yerp." Did you slide in his DMs? He did. Yeah, he said "Yerp," and then "Yeet." So I got him. He's coming coming over here in a couple of days. You sure you didn't uh, slide into Kanye's? Yerp. <laughs> uh, but so far, I got you and Eric uh, from Iron and Stone. I inter- I spoke with him a year ago, and the interview was uh, was quiet, and all the files were corrupt. Yeah. They all got deleted, so the whole thing was a fucking lie. Yeah, I remember. <clears> but I got um, I got a couple of other people that are on board, but they're going to be Skype, so that's going to be kind of uh, that'll be fun. I paid all this money for new equipment, and now I have to Skype with people. So nice. uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I got to fly him in. You're Anything? a doctor, right? You can fly him in. Sort of half a doctor. Half a doctor. I'm as much of a doctor as you are. <clears throat> I'm more of a master than I am a doctor. Yeah. So that's it, man. I don't know. That's that's all I got. We'll see. I'm trying to put out. Yeah. I'm trying to put out one episode a month. That's good. With a guest. I think I think that that's a good amount to yeah. start with for now. For you, yeah. You know. The problem was I would get into a really good kind of groove last year, and then I'd put out three in a week, yeah. and then I wouldn't put out anything for like six months. Then I'm like, okay, I just put out way too much at once. I don't, I got to hold back. I got to make the people want it. Yeah. Make them want it. Yeah. Make them throb a little for it. Mm-hmm. Gush. It's like a, it's like, you know, the, the cat chasing, chasing a toy on the treadmill. You got to make them want it. Like where they're holding it on like a fishing rod. Tantric. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it, man. I'm glad you came over. Thanks. We're at, glad uh. you invited me all the way to the South Town. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not bad. Over an hour. Yeah, really? It, yeah, We've hour been fifteen. For over an hour. hour, hour fifteen, man. Jesus Christ. Half of it was for music. Fucking that bring me true. the horizon. The Bring Me Horizon album is good. Give it another listen. I will. 
I will. Don't listen to the one with Halsey. Listen to everything else. Okay. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming. No problem. Appreciate Halsey. it. Okay, as promised, here is Final Declaration playing Line in the Sand off their uh, debut album, also called Line in the Sand. Enjoy. Oh! 